Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Ask OTC, the show where we answer all of your questions from the week in European football. I'm Dotton Adibayo. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Lars Watson. So first, Ask OTC of the year, gentlemen. Uh, this is from Nathan. I've seen that Timo Werner and Eric Chupomoting have been linked with Manchester United today. Is there any truth in that? If not, what sort of player on the continent should Man United be looking at? Um, do you want to go first, Andy? Well, we know where they're at in terms of their resource. Um, they can't go and spend a fortune. I mean, this is all very deja vu for Manchester United supporters after Wout Verkhorst, the last winter, I suppose. But they, they can't go and buy a striker for 80 million or, or, or whatever. You know, they already did that and he's taken his time to, to find his feet. So he maybe needs a bit of experienced help, um, which I, I think is quite acceptable way of approaching things. I think it's easy to look at this and say, Timo Werner and Eric, Chupa, Eric Maxim Chupamoting linked. Therefore, United don't know what sort of striker they've got. And this is typical Man United, this organisation, etc., etc. I suspect reading between the lines, what has actually happened is everyone knows they've got some money to spend on wages and every agent is offering them everything. Um, Werner is not getting a game at RB Leipzig and would like to get himself back into a position where he can push for a, a place in the Germany Euro 2024 squad. I think Werner would be pretty decent for for United when you look at his pace, when you look at the fact that he creates stuff even when he's he's not scoring. Leipzig are going in a different direction, so it's not a massive reflection on 
on him that he's not getting a game at the moment. Marco Rosa would just rather pick other players and he would rather develop Benjamin Sheshko, a, a player who nearly ended up at United himself before he he went to Leipzig from, from uh, Red Bull Salzburg. True promoting is an interesting one because obviously, Lars, radio phone-ins are already full of, I can't believe what United are doing, uh, United fans despairing, etc., etc. Thinking of Stoke, Eric Maxim, true promoting. He must have a great agent because of all the clubs he signed for, etc., etc., etc. The move of him going to PSG was never weird because it was Thomas Tuchel. Thomas Tuchel, who already knew him from Mainz, who mm. already knew he was a player who you could bring in, had the technical ability and the intelligence to do a job when required, and wasn't going to kick up a massive fuss when he wasn't playing, which is something that's really, really important at a big club. But I think whatever striker they need at the moment needs to not block the pathway for Rasmus Hoyland. That That's really important. But the other thing we have to say is before, as we said on the Ramble earlier this week, <clears throat> before um, Eric Maxim Chupamoting was essentially made surplus to requirements by Harry Kane turning up and being Harry Kane, you know, and he, he's a player who doesn't really rest, which really, really limits Chupamoting's role. Chupamoting was great for them last season. And when he was out in the running, Bayern missed him really badly. He's super intelligent at bringing other players into to the game. Um, he is reliable, he's available, and he scored his fair share of goals, 17 last season. Do you want to add anything to that, Lars? Well, so Chupo Moting would be next in line in the sort of Odioni Gallo of Weghorst sort of line of, of Manchester United crisis options. Uh, whereas I do, there's a perfectly logical case for bringing in someone like that because you have Holon you have a lot of faith in rightly so in my opinion and and you don't want someone to block him i get that but also you are manchester united right so i I don't know just how constrained the budget is it's possible that the budget is nothing and that where you what what you're just doing is looking for loan options and then both of those two are names that it would make a ton of sense to look for but if you have any kind of financial power at all I think it would make sense for United to look at at Cerro Girasi at, at Stuttgart because of the release clause that's uh, been reported. Mm. Uh, he's had an incredible uh, goal-scoring half to the season, as we've spoken about on OTC uh, a number of times, I'm sure. Um, but the release clause is reportedly like 17.5 million euros, which is, for a club of United stature, you should be able to find that down the back of the sofa. And, and then you, you get a player who... You know, he's not a youth prospect, you know, he's 27, who is having an explosive sort of breakthrough moment in his season. Whether he could take that form to a higher level, we don't know. And I very rarely advocate clubs taking punts of this magnitude. But I think in this specific case, if he can bring in and take some of the burden off of Holen for the next 18 months, say, while Holen is still young, still developing, still finding his feet, you know, you don't need to bring in someone who can score you... 20, 30 goals a season because you've already spent a ton of money on Ireland. You're, you're banking on him becoming that player, but you need someone who can be a credible number nine for the club uh, and take some of the weight off of Ireland. I think Urasi is worth, a, is worth a, a gamble in that sense. This question from Jonathan, with Southgate continuously looking past Tomori in regards to England call-ups, should Calvin Phillips be wary of a potential move 
to Serie A and Juventus? Yes. I, I think uh, it's a really good point uh, from Jonathan because Tomori, who has got himself in, in, in the squad now, and I think there's a better understanding of exactly what he is, how consistent he is, and what an important player he is. Um, it was clear for a long time that Southgate just didn't really seem to rate Serie A that highly, maybe, because the the reasons for leaving him out of the squad seemed like quite threadbare. Now, you could argue, in Tamori's case in, in particular, that you know, in a, in a few big Champions League games, he had difficult moments. I think particularly you think of the two games where he came up against Chelsea again last season with Milan, although obviously he as a player and Milan as a team got past that to, to get into the semi-finals of the, of the competition. So I, I would say he's, he's worth being wary. It was definitely worthy of being wary a year ago or six months ago. I think, Lars, that the biggest concern is, and they're clearly still looking for this sort of player, is, is interesting to see that a player who's just not played really since he's been at, at Manchester City. So I think, you know, people should be wary of Calvin Phillips to a certain extent, no, regardless of the ability that he's got. But you look at the teams that are interested in him. Juventus are interested in him. Paris Saint-Germain are interested in him. I think it underlines how many teams out there, how many elite teams out there or close to elite teams out there are looking for a defensive midfielder, which creates a big market for him. But also... It means he's got a much bigger choice than really you would expect of a a player of this sort of caliber, and who, but who hasn't played for a, a a very long time. I mean, he's 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 got a difficult choice to make in terms of the main thing is he needs to play, right? Yeah, I think the thing that really complicates it is the timing, right? Because normally I would say, normally I would read this question and say, absolutely not you got to think of your club career as the main thing in your career. You need to get playing again. You can't stay at the city where the manager clearly doesn't like you or rate you. You've got to find yourself a good place to be. If a good club in Italy wants to get you, then what Southgate thinks shouldn't really feature. That would be my normal answer. But we are also you know, six months away from, uh, from the Euros. And, and, and that, I, I think it's understandable then that for a player who has been a big part of the England setup, who we know Southgate rates in general and wants to use, I guess at this particular moment in time, it does make sense for him to consider that. And if Southgate has a complete, maybe he just doesn't have TNT sports on his television, I don't know. If, if Southgate does, seems to have a blind spot when it comes to uh, Serie A, then yeah, if there's a club in the Premier League who's interested in taking you on a six-month loan, maybe that would be better for him. Uh, but I think in general, I'd love to see him go abroad. I, I think that'd be great for him if he's uh, might have to take a wage cut, but if he's motivated to to play football, then that's a really interesting option for him. But possibly after the Euros. And this question from Andy um, is the new not from you, obviously. Uh, is the new Sevilla president going to help to instigate a change in fortunes? Because Sevilla got a new president just on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I mean, it was worth underlining that, Dotton, because it is the sort of question I would send to myself. <laughs> um, uh, Jose Maria del Nido Carrasco has, has, has been appointed as, as, as president in replacement of Jose Castro, who has in one way presided over a very successful 
period for the club over the last decade, certainly trophies-wise for, for, for a club of that size. Um, he's also been derided by sections of the fan base as a puppet for the previous regime and, of course, more recently been in charge while they've sacked every manager and dug themselves into a huge financial hole with very poor recruitment. So this reminds me a little bit Bit of obviously a lot of people are pleased to see Jose Castro go, but I think I look at this and you think they've appointed a bloke who's already on the board for ages, who's already part of the firm. So is to an extent it, he's he's part of the problem, and certainly there, there are severe fans out there who who think that. You know there are some who are happy to have him on, but at the moment because the financial and sporting situation. Sevilla is so grave and the the room for latitude is, is is not huge this January they haven't really got any money to spend really what they're going to try and do is been a few expensive contracts they already gave a free to Fernando who, who will go off and find himself a, a new club somewhere of course the former Porter and Manchester City defensive midfielder who has been really great for them but you know not anymore I think it's fair to say and the fact that they've got an aging team as we spoke about before is, is, is a huge problem for them. Um, they've got a few millstone contracts. They've spent a lot paying off players like Papa Gomez that, that, that they didn't want any more. And that's before we get to paying off all the coaches that they've fired. Um, it's a really tough job for Del Nido Carrasco. And I just wonder if there's a little bit to be made of. It's a bit like when Sven Joran Eriksson left England and Steve McLaren got appointed you know it's it's just more of the same really to a to a, a certain extent but whoever is coming into the job whether it be it from inside or outside the club has got a mammoth task on their hands don't mistake that they clearly need a reset right i mean as a club mm. and it's fascinating the extent to which they've completely lost their way now clubs should never it can be dangerous if you have a, a bright period in a club's history and then you become beholden to that methodology and you must only do those things forever and ever but it's so clear that Sevilla, Sevilla used to be the masters of finding young underrated uh, players in the transfer market and they've completely gone away from that and like you say they've assembled an aging squad that they've now had to pay off some and you've st you, you're still stuck with some of them and you're in a situation now that like, have got nothing against you know as a, as a gentleman of uh, in my sort of uh, mid to late 30s myself, okay, this is a fine time to be a human being. But if you have too many of those guys in your squad on big contracts, it becomes a problem because you can't really sell them. And then <laughs> then when you eventually have to replace them, you know, you don't have any money to do it with. So you end up in a financial problem. And it's so weird to see Sevilla gradually sink into this hole because it's absolutely not what they used to do. And and I guess Victor Victor Orta is going to be a huge figure for them. I think hopefully uh, the sporting director who was last seen at Leeds, of course, in in England, who is very highly rated as someone who has an encyclopedic knowledge of the transfer market and all of this. But he's going to need support, of course, and all this sort of stuff. It, it starts from the top, right? And a lot of Sevilla fans would like to see the back of him as as, as well. You know, it's it's just a mess at, at the moment, and I think. It just reminds me of when that when they went and lost at Atletico Madrid just before Christmas, which was no disgrace at, at all, by the way. But it was one of those games where they were playing a team that they were on a reasonable, almost a level with in the, in the relatively recent past. 
and it was it was a single goal hammering. They were never in it, and you know there was there were some severe fans on on, on the social networks going, "Look, Kike Sanchez Flores, who's only just arrived, by the way, he he needs he needs to be fired for even starting Rakitic, <laughs> which is awful because Rakitic is a club legend. Yeah, but he's he's old man Rakitic. He's not Rakitic yeah. anymore, is he? And that's their whole problem in a nutshell. And I think so much of what they've done in the transfer market last couple of years just screams that this is a club who are just trying to muddle through and are just trying to make short-term moves so that they can maybe get into Europe one more season. And that's you can understand why you get into a mode of thinking like that, but I wonder if they might just have to be braver. And this is why a new president maybe has the mandate to make some big decisions and say, you know what, we're going to go younger now. And we're going to bank on the future. And we accept that that might mean one or two seasons where we're not quite at the level where we want to be. But we need to try to grow something. We cannot keep throwing contracts after older players, hoping that it'll get us something in the short term. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This is from Cashman Dadman on the Football Ramble Discord. What's the next academy or geographical area that's on the cusp of producing a new generation of players? Maybe Real Sociedad, but is there anyone even younger? Thinking the next La Masia, South London, Parisian suburbs? Well, Paris is always going to be a huge football production hotbed. I guess the difference is now that PSG, prompted by their superstar, are more open to trying to use those players now which is prompted by their superstar from the Parisian suburbs yeah exactly have a look at where we live yeah Yeah. look look at our talent by the way I'm off something along those lines not yet Uh, Real Sociedad are an interesting case because of course their history of like you go back what 30 years 
and uh, 35 years and they were only taking Basque players. Now they turned away from that because they said that Athletic Bilbao were nicking all the best players from the region and nicking all their academy scholars. So at first, you go back to, you know, when John Aldridge signed and Kevin Richardson, Dalian Atkinson at the end of the 80s, those were the first sort of sweep of foreigners. At that point, they were only taking, they weren't taking non-Basque Spaniards. They were only taking Basques and foreign players. So I think when you look at them historically, like the, the amount of players that Real Sociedad have used from the academy which is partly due to the coach I have at the moment, Imanol, who came from the academy. And the fact that they've succeeded in the Champions League, as uh, Alex Jonsson was telling us some weeks back, is massively impressive. But I think if you're talking about a generation of players, obviously part of that is, is down to luck and part of that is down to the players that are there at any particular time. I still think you look at the players that Benfica produce year after year after year, the best players that they sell they're good at trading, but they're the best at selling academy products for top dollar. And I think, you know, you can look at Gonzalo Ramos, Joao Felix, uh, Joao Neves, by the way, will be the next one, the midfielder. He is on the way somewhere big this summer. He's playing an extraordinary season. Bear in mind, go back like eight months, he was getting paid 32 grand a year because he was just on a, a, a trainee contract. And, and now he's on the cusp of, of, of something huge, I think he's he's going to be a, a, a great player. I, I wanted to ask you, Lars, about the, um, the, the what FC Copenhagen are doing because I think that's really interesting. Now, a lot of people looked, particularly after his contribution against Manchester United in the the Champions League, uh, Rooney Badaji, um, who is is a young player with a big future. But I think what they're doing in terms of not just developing their own players, but wanting to... In fact, Badaji is a really good example because they took him from the Malmö Academy. So to sort of not just produce the, the best Danish players, but almost to become some sort of elite Scandinavian hub, if you like. Yeah, no, they're, uh, that is something that they've been doing more and more. And actually, uh, FC Copenhagen were, were pretty close to, to signing a young Erling Haaland, actually, when he was uh, leaving his uh, boyhood really? club of Brina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When oh. he ended up going to Molde, FC Copenhagen were one of the other clubs. So that's something they've been doing for a while, but they seem to have been putting more and more emphasis on it. They've got a couple of really exciting young Icelandic players as well. Uh, in addition to young Rooney, but I, I so going to Denmark is a good idea in general. Like you say, FC Copenhagen definitely trying to become a bit of a finishing school for top Nordic talent. But I also want to look at at Norshelan, uh, FC Norshelan, who are a slightly different case, but a super exciting uh, sort of talent hotbed if you want to be a proper sort of football hipster. Um, because in part they have a they 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 use a lot of young players, but they also have this tie up uh, with the Right to Dream Academy, which is based in in Ghana, which is an ex have a, sort of an extensive uh, talent, uh, essentially a talent factory. Uh, the most famous players to come through there so far is is Mohamed Kudus, of course, who's who's decent, uh, has come through uh, from the Right to Dream Academy to Norshell and, and then off to Ajax he went, um, and and also um, Ernest Nuama, who's at uh, who has at Lyon now. Obviously, everything is bad at Lyon at the moment, but he is an absolutely <laughs> thrilling young player who's going to have a huge career. I'm absolutely certain of it. He's also come from Right to Dream through Norshelan in Denmark. 
uh, and then uh, ostensibly to to Lyon uh, on loan from Molenbeek in a very very suspicious deal that I think we've spoken about on OTC in the past. The point being. Uh, this link up from the Right to Dream Academy to Norshell in Denmark and then off to to European clubs. I think we're going to see more players going through, and it's all and it's not just uh, the young African players that go through there. I mean, they've had uh, Sheldrup, the Norwegian wide player, has has gone through Norshelland as well, and and I mean Norshelland beat Fenerbahce was a six one. Uh, in the yeah. Europa League, and and the lineup on that day, I think they had like seven outfield players uh, that was twenty one and younger. Like they're they're a very very young team who have been doing some things in Europe recently, and I'm sure a few of those players will turn up at uh, at bigger clubs uh, in in time. So uh, have a look at FC Copenhagen by all means, but also look at uh, FC Norshell and you'll you'll see a few players who you'll see at who will become household names. I'm sure. Well, a question uh, from Tommy here that is part of the landscape of football discussion currently and will be over the next few weeks is which clubs will be most affected by losing players to AFCON, the Africa Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup over the next few weeks? So the one that really stands out to me uh, is Leverkusen. Uh, not because they've got that many players, but they'll be missing uh, Odilon Kosunu, they'll be missing Edmond Tapsoba, and they'll be missing uh, Victor Boniface. Uh, those, those are important players for them. And um, I, I think they've been so impressive. They've yet to lose. You know, they're undefeated six game, 16 games in. They play incredible football. Xavi Alonso has like four, four firmly established himself as one of the great coaching talents uh, of, of Europe. But uh, they're losing... Well, they're losing two out of their back three and the guy who they prefer to play up front. That's uh, that's going to affect them, I think. And uh, we have this every year when there's a team that's not named Bayern Munich who are at top of the Bundesliga. We're always just kind of waiting for them to stumble. And I do worry if this little uh, this little uh, interruption to their season could, uh, could be a problem. I think that's the key point, though, that you've made there, Lars. The fact that it's not the number of players, it's the stature of the players. So I think if you look elsewhere in the, the Bundesliga, Stuttgart, who have been the team of the first half of the season, they've, they've been brilliant, um, absolutely remarkable when you consider how close they've come to relegation um, in, in recent seasons. So Garassi, he's going off with Guinea, which I, I think is something that I feel that they can cope with better now than I would have said a month and a half, two months ago, because Undav has started scoring. Chris Fudich has, has, has been brilliant for them. All season, uh, Silas is, is, is starting to get more involved as as, as well, um, but Girassi will be a, a, a massive miss. I guess you could say training for when they finally sell him, which might even be before the end of this month. But I think one of the biggest ones that's going under the radar is Kim and Yai going um, mm. off for Bayern. Bayern's best mm. defender, and he's, he's going off to the Asian Cup. So that's absolutely huge. But as I've said earlier in the week, I, as an AFC Wimbledon fan, feel your pain. <laughs> Our front two. Ali Alhamidi, off with Iraq. Uh, Omar Bagheel, yeah. off with Lebanon. It's going to be a long January, man. Well, mate. So AFC Wimbledon was the unexpected answer to a question on Ask OTC. I mean, <laughs> that, that has, has not happened before. Absolutely. Actually, Brilliant not stuff. so unexpected when you consider things. But <laughs> thank you for listening to Ask OTC. And you can find Lash on Twitter at Lash Severston. Next week, Andy and I will be joined by Nikki Bandini. If you'd like to ask a question, you can contact us at any time at Radio Dotson, at Andy Brassel, and at OTC Pod, 
or you can email us otc at footballramble.com. On the Continent is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.